Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Between You and Me. As you guys can see through the title, this is going to be a bonus episode. No, we haven't started season five yet. And I don't know if you guys are waiting for it or not, or if you forgot, because I'm not even going to lie to you guys. Like, full transparency, I forgot I had a podcast for a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Now, if you guys were listening to majority of season four and kind of heard little bits and pieces about my mental health throughout that time frame, you'd kind of get the gist of the fact that I wasn't doing too good. And it sucks, to be honest, because this is a type of podcast where I talk about my mental health and I give advice based on it. But I was going through it so deeply at that time frame when the season was coming out, which was majority like in the summertime, end of summertime, like those those couple months. To the point where I wasn't enjoying the season as much as I could have in comparison to the other seasons that I've had where I've had a lot more fun doing them and a lot I feel like the content was better just because I was doing better right obviously um but I pushed myself through the season and sometimes I think about that and like regret it slightly because I feel like my content could have been a lot better if I took a break rather than pushing myself through the season but you know what that's life that season has come to a close and right now we're just doing bonus episodes because we are waiting a little bit longer until season five is coming out like I said I forgot I had a podcast for a tiny bit so when the season ended which honestly I can't even remember when I ended the season it might have been August September and normally I take a couple months break in between each season, which is normal. For some reason, this break seems so much longer and maybe it's because I completely, like, after the podcast was over, it's almost like I forgot it even required work anymore because I'm like, okay, I need a break. Like, I need a break from this. Like, it's been so intense just because I wasn't doing very good throughout the time period that season four came out so having the weekly uploads and that type of like pressure was a lot on my own mental on top of like just life and stuff like that so yeah I guess that's my explanation for why I did simply forget about this podcast a little bit I obviously didn't forget about you know posting on the Instagram all the stuff like that's fine. And also just a little update, I am doing a lot, lot, lot better compared to how I was feeling over the summer. And you know what, as much as I hate to have felt at such a low point, like when it comes to my mental health, I was very, very, very anxious during the summer seasons and not even particular because it was summer. Like that was just the time frame that I was feeling a lot of anxiety. Um, and as bad as it is to have gone through that and to have experienced it, I only can look at it through a lens of gratitude 
in terms of what I've learned from it. Um, I also went back to therapy throughout that time period and I swear I learned the most in therapy and I even teach the most, if that makes sense, um, based on what I learned in therapy and what I apply to my own life on this podcast. So my suffering is your gain, is what I'm trying to say. Um, What I wanted to talk about today is borderline, like, so unrelated to anything I went through, um, probably because bonus episodes are not planned. If you guys have listened to some of the other bonus episodes I've posted in between seasons, you'll know they're a lot more, like, chaotic, they're a lot less planned, structured, and I completely go off the dome ski where my episodes throughout the season I plan so that I actually have a point and a lesson and something to teach or like a guest of some sort on the episodes. But today we're not doing that. I actually had the idea to record a bonus episode probably like three, four days ago because the podcast, like the new season of the podcast just clicked back into my brain. I'm like, damn, it's November. Like, I got to start working on this new season. I got to figure out what I'm doing. And then I'm like, shit, okay, quick. We got to make a we got to make a bonus episode. And I've been thinking and thinking like what do I want to talk about? And then literally last night as I was getting myself a snack um and figuring out what I wanted to eat, I started having these thoughts about my body and how I looked like and that I wanted to eat so that I could like you know maintain my weight and like those were the thoughts that were running through and then immediately I'm just like huh I don't think I have ever spoken about this on my podcast yet at all but I think it's such a significant topic I guess you could say for me to talk about because it's so present in, I think, everybody's lives. And specifically, I want to say as a woman, it definitely holds a lot more power in the life of a woman. But also I'm speaking as a woman, so I can't speak on how much men may deal with thinking or being criticized or just anything to do with their own body images, right? I just don't know. Maybe that would be an interesting topic to speak to a man about and have the a man on an episode, so let me know if you guys would like to hear that. But to cut to the freaking chase, we're going to be talking about body image. Now, I do want to preface and say that I will be kind of getting into what I've dealt with in terms of my body image, my relationship with food, and things like that. So I know that it can be a touchy subject if anybody struggles with that topic. So I do want to make a bit of a trigger warning, which I don't think I've ever done before. And it's not meant to be like, oh, we're going to be talking about like crazy, crazy shit. But I do want people to know that would get potentially triggered by subjects like this, that they can, you know, peacefully sign off if they're not interested in hearing about it or save it for later when they feel more comfortable to listen to it. So I just want to say that just in case, because like I said, I haven't scripted any of this or planned any of this out. So I'm just going to be very like raw about the type of stuff that I've personally dealt with. And then like, hopefully we can move into something along the lines of how we can help ourselves and how we can improve um, thoughts about our body bodies and body image and stuff like that. But I haven't gotten that far in my head yet. Let's go to the root. This is going to be a bit of a story time because I have gotten so many questions in 
my career on YouTube and on social media where girls have asked me how I have dealt with being skinny and dealt with judgments of being skinny or how I've been able to put on some weight or look the way that I do and so many questions revolving it and I don't really think I've ever even delved so hard into the question within my own self to even have a proper answer for you guys. Like I think that the subject of body image and how I feel about my body and how I think about me is a subject that I've suppressed for such a long time since childhood, to be honest with you guys, that I try to not have thoughts about that or to focus my energy on it so, 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 so hard to the point where I just don't really care to open up a conversation on it. And I know it can be borderline selfish because some people might want to hear about it or need to hear about it. So this is kind of where I'm coming from in this sense today because I want to be able to open up the conversation on it and not make it sound like I have had a perfect experience with loving myself and loving my body my whole entire life because it's not really the case. Um, It's actually the exact opposite, which is why I have suppressed the thoughts for so long. In my childhood, I grew up very, 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 very skinny. I never was able to put on weight. I was always super, super thin. And um, to be very blatant when getting into this, I didn't struggle with any kind of eating disorder or anything like that. I just had a very challenging relationship with food because of my anxiety. And anxiety was kind of the source of it all, which I did actually touch in a little bit on my um, health anxiety and physical health podcast episode but for my whole life due to my anxiety I've had a hard time eating and that comes from the fact that when I'm anxious my body like shuts down and this is when the anxiety levels are very high my body will shut down and it won't really be in hungry mode right so Whether or not I have had a good meal that day, I've eaten enough, I just will not feel hungry. I'll feel more nauseous than anything and it'll be very hard for me to even think of something that would appeal to me, like something that I would be like, "Mm, yeah, I could eat that. So because of that and because of how much anxiety I had as a child and that I genetically am just smaller in that sense, not smaller because I'm five foot eight, but you know what I mean, I was always very, very skinny. Now, the comments from people were never ending to the point where I created this perception in my mind that I didn't look good. And I was so deeply unhappy with how skinny I was because I knew that it was not normal, right? It wasn't normal to the standards of what everybody else made me believe. Um, I was very well aware of how small I was because it would get to the point where strangers would be pointing it out to me, how skinny I was. And it would bother me so much, but for some reason, and I don't know if it still holds true to this day because I don't receive comments like this as much as I used to, but I think that people find it easier or not as harmful to say oh you're so skinny 
you're so skinny, you're so this, you're, you're tiny, you're, you're like shaped like a stick or whatever. People think it's easier to say that or less harmful to say that because we've only been taught that commenting on someone's larger weight is a problem, but not on their smaller weight, right? Like saying that someone's too small isn't as bad as saying someone is too big. And realistically speaking, both of them are fucking not good okay? Equally not good. So like, I just think it's stupid. And because of how much I was receiving that from literally borderline fucking strangers, I'm not even kidding you. One story that I have is that I was at a fair that our school was hosting and it's called the International Festival. This was at my international school that I went to in Switzerland. And every summer there would be an international festival where a bunch of parents and people from the school would host different stands from different countries that they were from. And then they would sell food and drinks or whatever stuff that comes from their country. So I'm standing at the USA um, tent or whatever it is, where they're handing out hamburgers and hot dogs and blah, blah, blah. And I'm in line because I want to get a hamburger, right? And with the hamburger, you were allowed to get a side of chips. So there was a girl that her family, I was borderline close to. We went to the same church and her brother was in my grade and he was one of my friends, but we weren't like tight to the point where like I knew his siblings like that. So he had an older sister, right? And this girl comes up to me and she's like, oh, um, I was going to get this side of the chips, but I'll just give it to you because you need it. Now, I realize I give you a lot of backstory to such a small little story like that actually had the purpose. But can we just imagine like I'm in elementary school at this point. I'm probably I want to say 10 or 11 years old and a girl who's mind you not much bigger than me comes up to me and says like, oh, you can have it like you need it way more than me. The chips basically insinuating that I don't eat and that I need to eat the chips to like fatten up a little bit. Now, this is like one of so many stories. I would hear it every time I met somebody new. When I moved from Switzerland and I moved to Canada where I'm at now and I started going to my beautiful little Catholic school um, and I was in high school, like grade nine, I still hadn't really gained weight to the point where people would stop commenting on my body in around grade nine ish I remember I was with a group of girls that I had just become friends with at this new school in Canada my Catholic school whatever this one girl tells me and she's like oh my god Alex um let's do an example name let's say his name is Adam Adam said you were cute and I'm like oh my god really Mind you, I didn't really think nothing about him, <laughs> to be fair. I didn't really know him that well. Um, and she's like, yeah, he told me to give him your number once you hit puberty. And I said, oh, cool, 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 cool. Now that one was fucking mean. And I guess we can put that one under, you know, the male species at the age of 14, 15, going through puberty, that time frame, they're all kind of fucking mean. But at the same time, like when you're already struggling with your own body image and you hear it from people who barely know you and that's their first like 
thoughts and thought process about you, you very much so question the way that people view you and start interpreting it as your own view of yourself. And it's so tragic, to be completely fair, because as a girl, as a woman, we hear it probably 10 times more than a man ever will. And the only thing I'll give a man is the fact that we talk about their height, okay? And that I will give them. I'll say, okay, if you're insecure about your height or if you're thinking about your height and you're fed up of women talking about your height, I get. But everything else, you know, I can't, I can't begin to think of how comparable it could be to what women have to endure in terms of their body image and how much we are scrutinized about the way that we look. And I'm not even going to get into where it comes from outside of your own environment and circle because there are so many outlets that change the way that people view bodies in general, going all the way from the media to beauty standards to this to that. Like We're all very aware, I'd say. I don't think I need to get into that, but we're all very aware of why people view women's bodies in a certain way and why there is this ideal standard that is so borderline impossible to meet and doesn't take into account the fact that everybody is shaped differently, has different genetics, has a different body structure, and not everyone can look like this ideal body shape. It's literally impossible. So when we're put in this bubble, okay, where we feel like Everyone is looking at us in a certain way and we do not fit the standards of what other people think is beautiful. Chances are you have grown up somewhat like me where you never really are able to fully love your body, like fully. Sure, maybe you've gone through experiences where your body has changed, you've developed a little bit, you've grown into your skin, you've you know, gotten older and started to love yourself more, therefore you start to love your body more. Um, But like I said, if you're anything like me, you haven't 100% or even 99% fully, fully accepted and loved the way that you look. Now, I feel like the reason that I never really answered the question um, when it comes to body image and what people have asked me in terms of like, oh, how did you start to accept your body? How did you, you know, feel better about it when you grew up skinny and this and that? A lot of people have gone through the same situation as me. I know I'm not alone because whether you've had situations similar to me. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Of being too skinny or... You've had other situations where people have been pointing out things about your body and then you've began to believe it and look at yourself in a certain way. You're going to have this part of yourself 
if you haven't healed it, let's say, or if you haven't addressed it, where you're always going to be that little girl that heard these comments about her body and that genuinely believes that you just don't look the way that you're supposed to look, regardless of how much you change. Because I think that I wouldn't have been able to give you guys a proper answer to this question because part of the reason that I felt more accepting of my body was because I went through puberty finally and I did end up gaining a little bit of weight. I did end up filling out in certain areas of my body and I didn't look the same that I looked before. I matured in certain aspects, if you know what I mean. Not noticeably, but just a bit. And it doesn't make much sense for my answer to be that, does it? Because that doesn't mean that I accept my body fully. And that doesn't mean that my body image is positive. It means that it means that I changed into something that was more specific and fit into what beauty standards were like. Where you're aiming for that size that's just acceptable enough to be thin but not too thin and big but not too big right and I'm not saying that this is my perception of the standard of beauty I'm saying that this is the perception of what everybody else thinks and what is considered you know beautiful based on these famous people who have gotten their bodies done and are idolized and the general consensus of beauty when it comes to bodies since I feel like I moved closer to that idea, that ideal body that like people aim for and want, and I'm not saying I look anything like that, but I'm saying I got closer since I gained weight, grew a little bit more, I was able to be more accepting of my body. And that's a shit answer if you ask me, because that doesn't come from me whatsoever. That comes from the fact that I'm looking closer to what I believe is pretty or beautiful or other people will like. And that is exactly what we don't want to do. You can only have a positive body image if it comes from yourself. Because to this day, I struggle so hard with the way that my body looks. And it doesn't even come from anyone else. Nobody's commenting on me anymore. Nobody's telling me I look too skinny. Nobody's, I mean, it, it, it happens occasionally, but definitely not as much as it did when I was younger. Nobody's telling me that I look like this or I look like that or this is to this or this is to that. All of these thoughts and the way that I want to change my body or the way that I look or the way that I, you know, think about my body is coming from myself because I've had so many years of people commenting on my body and so many years of me seeing what the ideal body type is and not being content with what I have until I became closer to what that ideal body type was like and still you don't you're not satisfied it's a struggle and it's a really big game to a certain extent because if you don't have a positive outlook on your body regardless of everybody else's opinions then you're going to be in this loop of being unhappy with the way you look probably for the rest of your life or at least until you really age and you realize, babe, this is as good as it's going to get. And then you just 
accept it. But that's no way to live, right? That's no way to feel about your body for your whole entire life. And it honestly is very sad when you think about it, especially because when you think about what our bodies are for and what we have them here for and how much that they take care of us and they're literally our vessels so we get to experience life, not to get too deep, but they are. And we're just unhappy with them because they don't fit a standard that we were taught to think that they should be like. So honestly, it's really stupid. And I think talking about this subject and opening up about even just the way that I've thought about my own body throughout the years and what I've experienced in my childhood is a really interesting topic to delve into on a podcast. Even when I'm by myself sitting here talking about it, it feels like I have never really even approached this topic internally in my own mind to have any kind of consciousness to try and change the way that I think about my body up until now. So it's kind of a beautiful thing that I'm able to talk about this and you guys are able to hear like the thought process of it all. The only way to move forward is to try and grow a love and appreciation for your body no fucking matter how it looks. Now, if you're a woman and you're listening to this and if you have the ability to have a child in your future, your body is literally able to grow another fucking human being inside of it. Your uterus is able to expand. It is able to take cells and turn them into a baby human being that you hold in your body for nine months. And then your vagina expands and you can birth that shit out respectfully. So, I mean, that is fucking amazing. No matter what your body type looks like, no matter how thin or thick you are, it's just like you are capable of doing that thanks to your body. Now, there's just so many other examples of that, but it's realizing and accepting that your body has so many benefits and it holds so much power and you should allow yourself to have that power. You should allow yourself to be content with what you have just because it's you, just because it's yours. It's no one else's. That shit's yours. And that's a powerful thing. During the time frame that I was feeling really, really anxious that I talked about at the beginning of this episode in the summer, I ended up losing 10 pounds. And I think that I talked about that in my health anxiety episode, but I'm not too sure. Um, Not health anxiety, health and mental health episode. And I think this subject perfectly pinpoints the fact that even in my age now, being 24 years old and something happening to my body, me losing weight, me kind of going backwards in a sense in my own head and thinking that I now don't look as close to that ideal type and body type that other people like, I made that such an issue for myself. I was so unhappy during that point. One, my mental health wasn't great. Two, now my physical health wasn't great. I lost so much weight and I still am underweight as it is, but it's very hard for me to gain weight. And I I try to stay healthy, right? Like I'm, I'm working on healthy living rather than, you know, just eating as much as I can to get bigger. But that's also not really like that crazy of a priority to me. But during that time, I knew how much I had fallen underweight for my own like body, body type, I guess you could say, that I was so unhappy because I could tell looking in the mirror, I could tell I'm like, I lost so much weight. Like, I don't look good anymore. 
I believed that I looked so different and that I looked so bad and that I had lost everything that I work for. And that also coincides with the fact that I had started working out two years prior to that or maybe a year and a half to that initially to help and maintain my mental health. But then it became something where I saw a lot of improvement in my body. Let's just say things were growing in the places that I wanted them to grow. I was eating my protein. I was doing good. I felt strong, okay? Like, I liked the way that I felt. I liked the way that I looked. And thinking about it now, it's interesting because I was fulfilling that ideal body type while doing that, which is why I felt so content. And when that went away, when I lost so much weight because I was so anxious and I couldn't eat, I was so unhappy with the way that I looked. And it was almost to the fact where like I would put on put on certain clothing and I'd be like, oh my God, I don't look the same anymore. Like I don't look good. I don't look like how I'm supposed to look like. Like nobody told me, Alex, like what's wrong with you? What happened to you? Like da, da, da. I mean, except for my mom, but I have a Filipino mom, so it's different. That's like a subject for another day. <laughs> okay. But like nobody was really putting that pressure on me or like shitting on me for it or like strangers in public weren't being like oh my gosh you're so skinny yet I had those beliefs about myself right now still to this day like even prior to me losing those 10 pounds or now like I've gained some of the weight back because like I'm I'm feeling better and I'm eating and I'm blah 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 going back to the gym whatever I still have moments where I don't feel content with the way that I look and the problem now is that I'm realizing I I'm working so hard for a body type or to look a certain way, not because I actually accept and love my body and I just want to become healthier or just want to improve in certain areas, but because I don't think I look good enough if I don't do that. And that's where the problem lies. And I think that's where a lot of us can relate who do struggle with our body image. The thing is that having a healthy body image is a lot more than just tolerating what your body looks like or not disliking yourself like just because like I feel okay in how I look and I tolerate how I look doesn't mean that I have a good body image clearly because I've I've told you guys the way that my brain has worked a healthy body image actually means that you truly accept the way that you look right now and you aren't trying to change your body just to fit in to the way that you think you should look And if you're like me, the way that you think you should look has a lot to do with the beauty standard and the way that other beautiful women look like and their ideal body and the way that men think that women should look. And, you know, like I said, a whole different subject where that all derives from. But as a person who feels like that is the ideal way of looking like, it puts you in a space where you feel like you need to work to look like that rather than fully accepting the way that you look right now I think what we all have to do and what I have to do definitely sorry I just choked on my water if it sounds like I'm about to cry it's because I just choked um what I definitely have to do is recognize my own individual qualities and I want you guys to try and do this too if you're someone who struggles with your body image to recognize your strengths and your qualities that are your own right And things that make you feel good about yourself beyond your weight, beyond your body, beyond what your body even looks like. 
its shape or its appearance and to try and resist all that pressure that we get from outside sources and stuff that we've internalized and started believing ourselves about the perfect body type that you see online or in movies or even in people around you, right? Like people in your day-to-day life and you're like, damn, she has such a nice body. I wish I looked like that. Really trying to resist those thoughts and really trying to resist internalizing them into your own beliefs. It has a lot to do with self-esteem as well, I think, because in the time frame that I was the most anxious during this year, I feel like my self-esteem naturally went a lot lower because I was experiencing so much anxiety with what I was going through. And because of that, it even enhanced the amount of pressure I was putting on myself and negative thoughts I was having about my body because I had lost the weight. So... Self-esteem is how much you really value and respect yourself as a person. And it's the overall opinion, I guess you could say, that you have of yourself inside and out. So your personality, your qualities, your quirks, and the way that you look on the outside, right? Your self-esteem also really impacts how well you take care of yourself emotionally and physically, um, mentally, spiritually, even. So when you have good self-esteem, when you value yourself and you know that you deserve to be well taken care of and to have respect from yourself and from others, you can really appreciate and celebrate yourself and your abilities, your strengths and everything about your body and internally. And you won't put yourself down if something happens in your life, your weight fluctuates, you look different, you, you know, Even if you go through certain challenges in your life, you won't put yourself down because your self-esteem is high enough to know that you have good qualities, you're a good person, and you're also beautiful, right? Internally and externally. Having good self-esteem and having a positive and healthy body image are two in the same because when you focus on a positive self-esteem and working on really valuing yourself as a person, naturally you're able to value the way that you look and your different and special qualities and the things that you love about yourself based on your appearance and your personality quirks, like what I said before. So I think this is an important lesson to myself. I think it's an important lesson to all of you guys listening that we need to quit internalizing the way that we think that we should look And we need to really start focusing on loving the shit out of how we look right now. Because literally, if we think of life, and I think perspective sometimes helps the way that we're able to look at this situation, we are all such insignificant beings, respectfully, right? Like not saying like you guys are all insignificant, (laughs) but in the grand scheme of things, we're all such insignificant beings on a big fat floating rock. And there are so many bigger and more important and more significant aspects of our lives than focusing on the ways that we look, which eventually we're not going to have, right? We're not going to have the same look to ourselves for the rest of our lives. We're not going to have the perfect collagen to our skin. We're not going to have the perfect muscle ratio to the fat ratio in our bodies forever. Beauty doesn't last, (laughs) okay? 
And I'm not saying that the elderly aren't beautiful. I'm saying that the type of beauty that we are striving for, which is that perfect beauty, that ideal body standard, that's not going to last forever. So we're aiming and searching for and doing things in our lives, like changing the way that we look, not from a place of love and acceptance, but from a place of trying to look closer to what we think that we should look like. So everybody take a second and really evaluate it because if you are anything like me and you've suppressed this thought for so long and you've never really actually delved into the idea of body image and what you felt about yourself other than the fact that you've known that people have been rude and disrespectful to you throughout your childhood about how skinny you were then we really need to all together collectively think about what we think we should look like and how is that hurting us and then how can we change that? I'm definitely going to be thinking about it more often, okay? But that's it for this bonus episode. I think that it has gone on for quite some time and I'm getting really sweaty because when I started recording this, I tucked myself under the blankets. I have pillows on top of myself and I'm just holding my mic here. I'm sitting on my bed like a comfy little cozy girl and it's hailing outside. It's cold. It's freezing. Daylight savings just happened. Um, Seasonal depression is approaching us, so... (laughs) Uh, if you guys are uh, victims of that, then I have a bonus episode from last season or like maybe two seasons ago about seasonal depression. You guys can go ahead and listen to that because it's the perfect season for it. But yeah, I love you guys so much. I will have more news out on my Instagram at Between You and Me podcast. Don't forget to go follow that, okay? Because I work very hard on the graphics, on the videos that I post on there and I want you guys to see it too. Also, don't forget I have merch. I don't know how long I want to keep the merch online for because I don't know. I feel like that face has come and gone. I don't know if I still want to keep selling it for much longer. So go check it out. Um, It's on the Instagram account and it's between you and me on Crowdmade. I have links in the show notes as well. So yeah, I love you guys. Peace and blessings to you all. Let's all start loving our bodies a little bit more and accepting them as much as we can. Okay? Bye, guys. Have a great rest of your day. Love you. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.